All right, everybody. It is 1230. Uh, it's 1229 uh, on Monday, November 8th. East West Coast time to set the table for you guys. I'm Pat. I'm let me start that over. Sorry. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's November 8th, 1230 on the nose here in sunny San Diego. I am Billy Ray Mitchell. We have Pat Finn in Charlotte, North Carolina and Grayson in Los Angeles, California. We're the sons of Saturday and we are here for the post-mortem discussion after a pretty heartbreaking just pain not heartbreaking in the last minute type of deal just watching it all day just watching a car crash on a loop over and over and over again on our friday night and then after that to get spirits high because we always love to end on a high note we're actually going to bring back lazisms for basketball as basketball tips off but for the first half of this podcast we are going to talk about the absolute debacle that took place on Friday in Boston. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by the Main Street Pharmacy, located right on Main Street. They have all of your pharmaceutical needs. They have all of your cleanly needs. They have all of your essential needs. So head on in there and get stocked up. Clean your house. You got parents coming into town. Make sure you use some pine saw. Make sure you have some soap. Make sure you have toilet paper. Okay? So... Just hold it down. Be clean. Take care of yourself. Take care of your home. Anyway, we have a couple hokey haikus. Um, can't say they're very happy hokey haikus. They're a little uh, lowly hokey haikus. But Pat, why don't you go ahead and 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 uh, and grace us with some haikus? This first haiku is submitted by Anon Hokey. All good things must end, even though this wasn't good. Don't come back, Fuente. Wow. This second Excellent. haiku was submitted by, uh, I, I just wrote this actually. I was insulted by this football team last week. Stop the bleeding now. That was, I feel bad that I even questioned you. I thought by this football team last week would be like 27 syllables, but you're right. It was seven. I have to say that I was talking about this with John Cran earlier. The stages of just disbelief or the stages of grief, the stages of ineptitude, you know, you lose heartbreakers and you're upset. And then you get blown out by Pittsburgh and then you lose another heartbreaker and you're upset again. or you're just bummed. Um, I don't think I've ever felt as insulted. And I'm not being dramatic, by the way. I don't think I've ever been as insulted by one of my favorite sports teams than I was on Friday. It was just a disaster with a capital D and a capital disaster. Everything about Friday night was horrible. It was embarrassing. And I'm, I'm ashamed that I had to watch that and spend three hours of my weekend doing that. I felt insulted. Where did you guys watch? Where did you tailgate? How did, how did you feel? <laughs> um, I mean, I hated it. I, uh, I, I watched from, I watched from Bubs at the beach. Uh, 
I was there for three hours, $5 Modelo pitchers. Um, everybody was in a good mood. Um, at the beginning, I saw Cat Colton. Um, sh- that was the highlight of the entire afternoon. Um, and that was that. I mean, look, it's just Pat, you summed it up really well, man. Just really disappointed. Really. Just, I, I don't know, man. I, we've had, we've touched every base of, of, uh, of this season from an emotional standpoint, incredible hope and optimism and elation following North Carolina. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are we doing against Richmond and middle Tennessee? Ah, we'll be okay. We'll bounce back against West Virginia. And I have to eat some crow. This guy, Khalil Herbert season or whatever his name is. He put out this graphic at the beginning of the season and he is like 100%. Hit the nail on the head. Hit the nail on the head. It's so funny. Dude, he's so funny. Absolutely crushed it. I'm pretty sure I, I like made, made fun of it or like poked holes at it or, or at least said something in passing. But he's right. He was 1,000% right. He crushed it. I think he put the tweet out like in July. No, um, April. April. Before, April. I think it was right around, it was right around the cancellation of the spring game. Or the fact that we weren't having a spring game. Aries season. Shout out to that guy. He absolutely crushed it. But yeah, I watched it above. It sucked. And um, and now I have a cold. So, uh, Grayson, go ahead. Yeah, man. I uh, This was cool. I, I watched uh, at a place called Barney's Beanery in Hollywood right before heading over to the comedy store. I had a few fraternity brothers in town this weekend. Uh, so we they're they're all um, all pledge brothers of mine, actually. So we go over there. And we're watching the game, had some really, really good food. I'd never been to this place before, but I'm just watching in complete and utter disbelief. I'm like, oh, here we go again. Grayson's watching at a bar. Bad things are going to happen. Uh, and and it was that. Bad things happened. Uh, and I, I didn't even make it to the end of the game. I was like, screw this, guys. Let's go get some sake bombs and go to the comedy store. Um, it was really cool, though. Uh, celebrity spotting at Barney's Beanery. I don't know if anyone who knows who Nick Swardson is. Uh, Nick Swartz and he's uh, from the bench warmers is in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. He's a standup comedian. Reno 911. Really, really funny guy. And he was sitting at the bar watching the Timberwolves play because he's from Minnesota, big Minnesota guy. Uh, So shout out to John Laser, who we'll hear from very, very shortly. Um, but that was awesome. It was really cool. I went up and got a fist bump. He he was said, Hey man, I'm a big fan of your comedy. And he was like, Oh, no way, man. That's rad. I was like, I didn't know people still <laughs> still said the word rad, but yeah, Nick Swartzen. Um, so that it wasn't a complete, you know, failure of an evening, I guess. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I'm it was. Not Nick Swartzen, but it was a complete and abject failure. <laughs> uh, let's 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 go ahead and talk about Pat. Pat, where'd where'd you watch, man? Oh, I'm sorry, Patrick. I, <laughs> I didn't know if Patrick wanted to relive that afternoon, but I'll, I'll let him go ahead. Nick Swardson is hilarious. That dude is in Just Go With It, and he is Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. And <laughs> he plays the role of the guy, like, and he tries to hit on Jennifer Aniston's character the whole time. And there's, he's like, I'm a sheep shipper. I ship sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's true. Like, pull up Dolph- with, you pull up with your drunk friends at the drive-thru. Can I have wedding cake? <laughs> they don't have wedding cake. They don't. We're at we're at McDonald's. Dolph has zero dollars. Um, I had Dave and Caitlin and Bryce and Macy and Cadams and John and Lex over on Friday for the game. Really wish the Virginia Tech Hokies prepared 
for Friday night, like my group of friends did. They were prepared for the party. They brought their own appetizers. They brought their own beer and they, they did not insult me. So um, shout out to friendship. Um, all right. Let's talk about likes and dislikes. What do we like from the offense? I will kick it off here. Malachi, Malachi, Thomas, Malachi, shout out Diablo fan account. And Raheem Blackshear both had uh, pretty solid games again. 70 yards and 67 yards, respectively, combining for over 137 yards. Uh, Malachi Thomas averaged 5.4 yards per carry. Raheem Blackshear averaged 5.6 yards per carry. The running game is still, you know, over the past few weeks, the best part of our offense. Malachi Thomas, we are excited for you. Raheem Blackshear, we are Glad to see you being productive in the running game as well between the tackles because I feel like Raheem Blackshear's had a solid string of games that he's put together over the last few weeks. Um, but really, that's it from the offense that we like, honestly. Um, Changa, Shanga, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Shanga. Shanga Hodge, back in the lineup. Quickest recovery ever. Was surprised I, to see that. I thought there was a 0% chance that we would see him play this year. That is a miraculous recovery I had to had to do a little double take when i saw hodge on the back of the jersey i'm like wait a minute didn't he tear his acl like uh, uh i yeah. uh i like the fact that the scoring streak didn't die gotta find you know the positive in the mayhem but that's it that's all i liked about our offensive performance it was terrible but anyway you know shout out to, shout out to the to, to few folks that didn't catch my satire on my on my tweet I tweeted uh, after our field goal. I said, "Hey, at least the scoring uh, scoring streak is still alive." Uh, went over some people's heads, but that's okay. Um, it, I don't what, know. I don't know if that. I don't know if the people wanted those kind of jokes on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> we, we were pissed. We, we all were pissed. Stuns <laughs> of reading the room. <laughs> we all grieve in our own ways. Um, but yeah, no, it is what it is. Just a really. Really, yeah. Honestly, Pat, you're right. It was just gross. Like, I, I as, as the longer that I sat there, I was just like, I was like, is this the best use of my time? Is this is this the the best possible way that I can be spending my Friday afternoon? I mean, I dropped my car off. I I decided to or my truck off. I decided to leave it there so I could make it to the gym on to make it to the game on time. I went to the gym early uh, to make sure I can make it to the game on time. I structured my whole Friday around it. Um, put on my clown paint headed to the, you know, bar and had a horrible time. And that's, and that's what happened. What did we like from the defense? Um, Pat, do you have anything that you liked about the defense? I, I, I want to be the first to say, actually, I'm not that angry with the defense. Maybe that's a hot take. I'm not that angry about the defense. The defense was fine, I guess. Um, First of all, just finding out that Phil Dracovic was ready to go. Sure, that took a wind took the wind out of a lot of people's sails. I don't even think he's very good from what I saw, at least in the first half. Do you see how many ducks he was throwing? And I'm sure it's because his his hand is still, you know, in recovery mode. And they said, Phil, you're gonna give us the best chance to win tonight. We are a better team when you are on the field. He was throwing some terrible passes. I mean, the pass that Dorian Strong picked off was, you know, telegrammed um, and Strong backed up and, you know, made a great play. 
And then uh, the other play where Tay Daly, you know, went for the knockdown. And of course it gets hit uh, right to their tight end for the catch. That was just a bummer, but Phil Dracovic had some tough throws. He had some really short throws uh, in the first half. And then, you know, they ran the ball down our throat in the second half, but um, he wasn't, I think Billy wrote, Billy wrote this here in, in, uh, in our Google doc, he wasn't good on Friday, but he is a good player. I'm going to, I was getting ready to, I was getting ready to shred you. I mean, he was not, don't get it twisted. He was, he was not himself. Not he was not great on Friday. His first drive was awesome. Um, but no, I, for me, for me, here's what I'll say about it. I put out what I put out on Friday before the game when Phil Dracovic was announced that he was playing and I still stand by it. Like we lost the game. I'm never going to like be bummed out or like rejoice in the fact of another player on another team being available or unavailable. I want to play every team that we play at full strength and our team play at full strength. I'm not going to be rooting for their best player not to be active so that we can have a better chance of winning. Um, so that's why I kind of was bothered by that whole mentality of, oh, well, he's playing. So now it's, now it's, now it's, now it's a done deal. Cause Phil Dracovic was certainly not the reason that we lost that football game. Um, he played below average, really good football player. Didn't play that well. Um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, that's not really a like or dislike for the defense, but yeah, I mean, the defense was fine. Phil, Phil was a menace in the running game. I think Nine it's easy. I think it's easy to yards. point finger. Sorry to speak over you, Pat. Um, I think it's easy to point fingers at the defense, but it's like, dude, when offense can't do diddly squat, I mean, it's like the defense is on the field for 36 minutes. Like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they played great, but I also don't think it was abysmal. I mean, Boston College probably could have put up a lot more points, but. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, let's just wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> let's wrap up the good. Special teams were fine. Good job, Peter. Good job, Tavion. Good job, Chance. Good job, JPR. We're happy for you. Dude, JPR is uh, is a legend. Yeah. He's held it down back-to-back weeks. Good job, JPR. Um, he's been holding it down since, uh, since Morgantown. He has. He has. He's he been, had a 47-yarder. Yes, he did. Kept the scoring streak alive all by his lonesome. Shout out to you. <laughs> You're in Blacksburg. Buy that man a beer. Yes. Seriously. Yes. Uh, let's move on to dislikes. Um, this might run a while. Go ahead, Pat. <laughs> so um, we're going to start out with the offense. And the number one offensive dislike today and a the theme of the season is depth. Disliking depth. Um, Braxton Burmeister goes down with about five minutes to play in the first quarter. And that was pretty much it. You could, you know, if you were, if you were smart and were uh, conservative with how you spend your time, you probably turned the TV off when Braxton Burmeister was escorted to the locker room because, you know, it has been the story throughout the entire year. If Braxton Burmeister gets hurt, we are done. We are not going to be able to compete with ACC caliber football teams uh, due to the lack of depth that we have in the quarterback room. Um, you know, as you see Hendon Hooker having the game of his life on Saturday night, 
uh, insults to injury, but, um, you know, losing Braxton is really tough. You have, you have no depth in the quarterback room, not having Trey Turner available is also tough. He's coming off of the best game of his career, seven catches, eight, uh, 187 yards against Georgia tech. You have no Trey, uh, even, even to take away, um, or not to take away, but to add a element to a rushing attack, having Trey in the rushing game, not having him hurts. Um, so you lose Braxton, you don't have Trey Turner. Those are two of your, you know, your steadfast playmakers. Um, I know Brock got hurt at one point in the game as well. It's just like, you know, anyone who'd been following this football team knew that if, if we were to lose Braxton, we would not have a solid game. Um, so my biggest, my biz, my biggest dislike on offense is depth. As far as some other things here, passing yards, three passing yards in the first half, um, you know, good for Knox for going out there and trying to make it happen and putting some zip on the balls. Uh, but between Knox and, you know, our wide receivers not being able to make plays, you know, 73 total passing yards in the entire game against not a very good Boston College defense is, uh, you know, <laughs> a lot to be upset about here. Didn't score a touchdown for the first time since losing to Wake Forest in 2014, since that 0-0 regulation game. Um, yeah, I mean, my, uh, my main concern uh, is just our offense's complete inability uh, to do anything productive. And that's with or without our starting quarterback. Uh, yeah, we had 235 yards of total offense, but we weren't able to score a touchdown. And we were flirting with the red zone, and, and we still can't put it in the end zone. That's a huge problem. We're three for 11 on third down conversions in this game. That's also unacceptable. And I feel like that number is on a downward trajectory. I feel like it gets worse every single game. We fumbled the ball twice. And we lost both of those fumbles. And for a staff that preaches ball security, that ball wasn't very secure. Uh, seven offensive penalties. And I feel like the mass majority of them are false starts and we haven't experienced offensive line. So that's discipline. That's an issue. Uh, time of possession. We had the ball for 23 minutes. They had the ball for 36. And yeah, they only scored 17 points, but it's like, dude, what, what are you going to say to the defense when your offense can't do a damn thing? I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know. Um, so, I mean, it's showing no signs of getting better. We all know what has to happen, but it's like, dude, these last, these last three games that we have on our schedule, I like, like what, what now, what now if Burmeister's done, dude, I, th I mean, I, I hate to be this way. I hate to be this way. At some point, you have to be a little bit realistic, man. Like, I don't know if we're going to win another game. I mean, yeah, we have Duke on, on Saturday, but they can beat us, especially now with the state of the offense. Like, it's it's just very – it's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. Uh, and, and, I mean, it's very unfortunate, gentlemen. You know that. Don't want to beat a dead horse. Yeah, I mean – I guess the only thing I can say is I can't fault Knox. Um, this is kind of, this is not really a chirp. It's just something that's been bothering me recently. A lot of people love to fall back on the uh, Knox Kadem is not a division one quarterback 
that is a not a proper excuse. And most people saying that are not Division One quarterbacks. Last time I checked, Knox Kadem is a scholarship Division One quarterback, and he either should not have been put out there because he is unable to run the plays that we have in there, or should we should be planned accordingly to have our offense adjusted for him to run plays that he's comfortable running. And that comes down to roster management. That comes down to understanding the position you're in. It's not new that Connor Blumrick has been unavailable. Connor Blumrick has been out since the Notre Dame game. So to basically say that if when Braxton Burmeister gets hurt, our offense is completely incapable of doing anything whatsoever doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me when you have 10 other guys on the field working, trying to find ways to score. So um, I just can't get on board with that. Uh, another thing that I'm sure we all have issues with is unfortunately this is the first time I felt like uh, we really quit. Like, I mean, we have the ball. Uh, we really kind of summed it up as four minutes, 47 seconds left. It's fourth and six at our own 25. And we punted the ball down 17 to three, which essentially was waving the white flag. We didn't touch the ball again. Boston College goes on a nine play, 37 yard drive, taking four minutes and 47 seconds off of the clock and ending the football game. Didn't understand that going to lose the game anyway, um, but would have loved to see us try to, to, to do something. Um, so that was my problem. Um, can't be mad at Knox Kadem. I wish they gave him an opportunity. To, if you're not going to let him have an opportunity to try to run an offense that will score points to win the game, which is ultimately the goal, then you need to put somebody else in and just try something. So that's that's kind of my – does anybody have anything to say about that? Yeah, um, that's why I've been saying I felt insulted about this game because of that decision mainly. Obviously, there's a lot of reasons why Tech fans shouldn't be happy about the way we played on Friday night. But um, just the fact that you're you're just going to punt the ball and hope for better field position after stopping them. One, you're not going to guarantee to stop them. And two, you know, are we are we playing to win the game here or are we just, you know, going through the motions and showing up because – we're contractually obli- obligated to show up in Boston College on Friday night. Um, that was it for me. It was just flat out quitting, flat out quitting from the coaching staff. And, you know, you still have three games left. And the message that the coaching staff sent to the offense there and sent to the defense is just not what you want out of your coaching staff. Um and I just want to jump in with one final point about Knox. Knox is this is his third year in the program. Um, the fact that he hasn't been developed, I know that's been the biggest thing facing Virginia Tech football is the fact that we have not been able to develop a quarterback and keep a quarterback in the program. You know, if it's if it's your third year in the program, you should have you should be able to line up under center or you know from shotgun and be able to do something. And that's an indictment more on the coaching staff than the player. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. I mean, I think back and I had this problem kind of as an observer when uh, I mean, he wasn't put in because of injury, but when we put Mark Leal in, when we were down what a hundred points against Miami on that Thursday night game in 2014, we let Mark Leal throw it around when Brendan Motley went in in relief of Gerard Evans, we put him in and we're like, yo, 
like, we have to try to win this football game. You're going to have to throw the ball. And Brendan Motley handled it and threw the ball. When we put Knox Kadem in, it was basically like, well, that's it. Um, we're just going to kind of sit this one out until the game's over. And that's exactly what happened. We lost 17-3 to a uh, uh, below-average ACC team. Um, and that sucked, man. Like, that That sucked. Um, yeah, moving on to defense. So Boston College on offense was 6 of 13 converting their third down conversions. Um, you know, usually if you're going to get close to that 500 mark, you're going to be in a solid position to win the game. Uh, but, you know, mainly defensively, it was it was the, the Phil Dracovic show running the ball. Um, you know, had over 60 rushing yards. And that one, I think it was a 17-yard gain where we had him wrapped up behind the line of scrimmage and the dude just got away and was bouncing off of our defenders like a pinball. And we just could not wrap up to save our lives. And it's been the story every single week about, you know, what we need to see improve on defense. It's not being able to wrap up. Um, tackling, tackling, tackling has been, you know, pretty, uh, pretty brutal over the course of this season. Uh, not having Mario Kendricks was, was tough. Um, clogging up the middle there. They ran all over us. They had 234 yards on the ground on Friday night. A lot of that is attributed to um, Garwo. Kind of a funny last name. Garwo third on Boston College ran for 116 yards and a touchdown. And, um, you know, the one opportunity, the one shining moment that our defense had in the first quarter was when Dorian Strong makes the interception. And then it's, it's as if he looked over to the sideline or it looks like he looked over to Shamari Connor, who uh, was saying, hey, come follow me, come come toward this way. And Strong didn't really know what to do. And, you know, he gets stripped and they get the ball back. It's like a 30-yard gain instead of a turnover, which was, you know, detrimental to momentum that, uh, you know, anything that the defense or offense could have had or could have used. You know who deserves uh, the pat on the back for that play is Phil Dracovic because Phil Dracovic busted his ass got down the field and was the one who recovered the fumble. Um, was it really? I didn't even notice that. That is a microcosm of this team wants to win this game more than we want to win this game. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, that, that sucked. Uh, credit to Phil for getting down there and making a play. Um, and that set up a touchdown, didn't it? And it set up a touchdown. They're opening a, uh, their, their oh. first touchdown. Yep. Great. Eight yard run. He, was it on fourth down or third down uh, when they when we intercepted it? Uh, if my memory serves me correctly, it was on. While you're looking up, while you're looking that up, Bill, D. Connor, David Cunningham. This was funny from his article. He said the Hokies defense made the duo of Dracovic and running back Patrick Garwo look like West Virginia's Pat White and Steve Slayton. And this is this is a Boston College offense that was averaging 12 and a half points over the last four games. So um a little bit I don't know man Pat Pat Slate they, that was an electric duo. Um but I mean okay. I mean it <laughs> we definitely didn't make them look pedestrian. Um right. but no it was on it was on second and twelve in the first quarter when he threw the interception. Um I I I you know people were looking for people to blame people were like they're dorian strong that was dumb to return it you should have just need it some people were like this is on coaching they should know ball security 
I mean, it sucked. I don't really know who to blame, if anybody. Um, it also seemed like, look, we got out-toughed. We got out-coached. We got out-schemed. We got out everything, And also, we got crushed in the lucky play department. Like, the knocked-down ball right into the tight end, the fumble on the interception. I mean, literally nothing could have gone worse for our team. Preparation, luck, execution, matchups, everything was bad. Um, what do I have to complain about the defense? If I had to pick one thing, it is what I've been saying all season long. We're really good at when we get a TFL, doing some cool kind of dance, doing some cool kind of pose, doing some cool high five. But another game where we have zero sacks, another game where we have one quarterback carry the entire game. I get it. Boston College's offensive line is good. I get it. Phil Jerkovic is large and in charge. He's like Ben Roethlisberger. But we've done it all year against FCS opponents, against ACC opponents, against Big 12 opponents. We have been able to do diddly poo on the defensive line and create any type of disruption in the backfield. So I'm just going to say it every week until it changes. And it probably won't change because the die has been cast. I don't care if Mario Kendricks is out. I don't care. I don't care. How is our defensive line not getting any type of penetration and getting zero type? It's all Charlie Wiles talked about. His, Coach Wiles talked about. TFLs, disrupt, get in the backfield. <laughs> Cause havoc. There is zero havoc. Zero. Looks like a public library in the backfield every single play. <laughs> um, but, yeah, aside from that, I can't necessarily blame our defense. 17 points. Uh, we fumbled the interception. We gave up 10 points if you don't count. Fumbling the interception and giving them the ball inside the 20. Um, and then I'll tip my cap to Dax. I mean, he was the only guy who showed any type of moxie on our team. Uh, he had seven tackles, which was second most on the team. Um, I don't know what the clown announcer's name is, Rapasardi or whatever. Um, he tried to like, he, so Dax turns around and the coach is in his face and his arms are up by his chest. And then the announcer is like, he just hit the coach. Dax did not hit the coach of Boston college. Anybody with any type of brain, can see that, but I, I, and in my dislikes, I'm just shouting out Dax. I appreciate you showing any type of want to and aggression. He's always been a guy who plays his heart out and he did that again on Saturday. So D line, you guys have played horrible. Please figure it out. And Dax, thank you for showing up and showing some sort of aggression and some sort of want to, because somebody has got to do it. Yeah. Uh, we met a quarterback who was returning from injury. looked pretty sick in the first half. Can't say I'm surprised. Don't want to discredit Jerkovic, but the dude isn't exactly John Elway. You know, he, yeah, he'll get drafted. He's a draft pick. That's cool. That's gravy. But the narrative is the exact same. Coming off a hand injury, he was effective enough to get them a win. And like I said on our preview podcast last week, uh, I anticipated that they were on a four game losing streak, regardless of whether or not he he was playing. I'm like, this is what we do. We let people who are on long losing streaks get a marquee win over over us. That's just what we do. Um, to Bill's point, the defense can only do so much. No pressure on the defensive line. Repeating that notion on on here week in and week out is getting really stale. Here's another notion that's getting really, really stale. Just like. The three man rush. I, I I don't know. I don't know. You were you were talking about Charlie Wiles, Billy Ray. Like 
our defensive line, even some of the worst defensive lines in Virginia Tech history, have been able to get pressure. I think of like the 2012 kind of 2013 defensive lines that kind of struggled not to single those guys out. But even those guys were able to get in the backfield and disrupt what was going on back there. This defensive line is just not doing it, man. Opposing quarterbacks have too much time on their hands when they play Virginia Tech. Uh, I don't care if you're Bama. I don't care if you're Richmond. You have They have too much time. Uh, and it used to not be that way. I don't know if that's a size issue. I don't know if that's a strength issue. I don't know if that's a schematic issue. It might be all three. But we have to improve there because it's starting to really cost us. Um, but, yeah, uh, moving on where the game was decided. Pat, take it away. So where the game was decided, uh, and we're skipping right over dislikes for the special teams because – Once again, they have been the knight in shining armor for this Virginia Tech team in 2021. The game was decided when Braxton got hurt. That was it. That was your ball game. You know, change the channel to whatever other Friday night. Maybe they they got the Kia NBA shoot around going on on TNT or uh, ESPN. You can watch your NBA on Friday. But that was that was it for the Hokies on Friday night. And then. You know, this is called where the game was decided where the season was decided or where the coach's tenure was decided. I'd say it just sent a huge message is what I'll say. When they punted down two scores with five minutes left, that was it for me. That was it for you guys. That was it for the coaches. The coaches were mailing it in and we'll see in the coming weeks if that was it for the players as well. You know, we'll see that on Saturday against Duke. But I mean, you know, as if as if the nail wasn't in the coffin already, there's been nails going in the coffin every single week over week here. But that was uh, that was clearly a symbol, a sign, a message that Hokie Nation uh, didn't appreciate at the end of the game there. I think we can just lump that into out to lunch, which is brought to you by Roots Natural Kitchen. Um, Look. You guys are looking for a healthy option, looking for something to drop a few pounds. Sick of eating two double whoppers from Burger King with no cheese like I did my entire college tenure and leaving and saying, damn, I'm not even satiated. I'm not even full. Well, that's because you're not getting the vitamins and your nutrients that you're supposed to get from real authentic food that isn't grown in a 3D printer. Still love Burger King, but if you're looking to be healthy and make solid decisions, head on down to Roots Natural Kitchen, download the app and use code SONSOFSAT. 21 for 20% off of your first order. That's Sons of Sat 21 for 20% off your first order. Yeah, out to lunch. Stop. Like, I I can't believe we punted that ball. I, I can't. Down two scores, four minutes left. You're going to lose the game anyway. If we're not playing to win, what are we doing? If we're not playing to win the game, what are we doing? Yeah, all, all my buddies uh, from home that I grew up with that are college football fans, we always are texting each other about each other's respective football programs. And I get a text from my buddy Chris Burns at 1025 p.m. on Friday night. And the text just said, punt, question mark. And he's a Penn State guy. And I said, you must be new here. And he said, what was that? That was literally quitting. Coach should be fired just for that. You forfeit a game, 4.30 left, two timeouts left, and let's punt it. That was it. Out to lunch. No dinner. No dinner. No dinner for the coaching staff after that one. 
Yeah, and they don't get to use our discount code either. <laughs> <laughs> um, game ball? We doing game, game ball? ball? We skip game ball. We have stuff written down here. I don't want to do that. I don't feel good about doing it. Special teams, take it. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, JPR. Take the ball. There you go. Take it. <laughs> uh, where do we go from here, Pat? Where do we go from here? We talked about rock bottom, and we weren't sure if – if we were at the bottom or not after that Syracuse game. And, you know, <laughs> here we are at a lower point. Free falling. Um, free falling. Alexa, play, play me some Tom Petty. It can get worse from here. That's the thing. Um, and I hate to be that guy, but we have, uh, we have Miami. We have Virginia. You know, um, I'll, be, I'll be tuning in. Duke. I'll be, we're all we going to be Duke. in San Diego watching Duke together this weekend. We have, we have Duke. The UVA game, I will be there. I am going because uh, there's there's nothing more to lose here. Um, but for me, I think we all know, everyone knows that things are not going to get better at Virginia Tech until we have a new coach. And um, that's it. And it's a waiting game at this point. Stop the bleeding. I say stop the bleeding. Um, I'm sure Witt has a plan. You know, Witt... What's going to need to make a, a big time decision here. And I hope he's been planning for it, um, you know, for, for a long time or has some ideas in mind here, because this is going to be a very, very important decision uh, that he has on his hands. But um, just think of big picture guys. Like I went to Columbia on Saturday, Cola, as they call it, the locals uh, to see the Florida versus South Carolina football game. A uh, little Shane Beamer versus Dan Mullen action. And I was joking around on Twitter about, uh, you know, heading to Cola, bringing Dan Mullen back with me and and uh, sending him up to Blacksburg. Our fan base is totally crushed right now. Like just totally crushed, exasperated, just hanging on for dear life. And then meanwhile, you see Shane Beamer and Hendon Hooker just doing tremendous things in the SEC, really succeeding. And yeah, and Khalil Pimpleton. Um, going to that game on 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 Saturday and seeing South Carolina just demolish Florida as a twenty point underdog with a brand new head coach, a first year head coach. They're five and four now. They're one game away from making a bowl. Their expectations. You know, they, I think their over under was like three and a half games and they've already won five games and, and they might be able to beat Clemson this year, which is, you know, a crazy thing to think. There was so much juice in that stadium. And that juice was because of the hope that is in the air for that football program. They have a new coach who's fiery, who's young, who's getting people bought in, who's getting people invested, who's shaking hands, kissing babies and knows what he's doing. And he's been around good football programs who have been successful in the past. Um, it was hard not to envy what South Carolina had on Saturday night. Really tough. And I had a great time because, you know, for, first of all, like rooting for Shane. Um, but second of all, just the there's a new element of excitement when things are new that I really hope this football program has around this time next year. Um because one of the biggest bummers, I would say, of the Coach Puente era, you know, six years, is that we have not been playing relevant football games in the month of November. When Virginia Tech football 
is most fun is when we were playing games in the month of November when it's cold and you go to Lane Stadium and you freeze your butt off and you scream for three hours and you get a win, a hard-nosed win on the football field. And we have not had that. We had a little bit of it in 2019. We had it in 2016, 2017 once we lost that Miami game. It was it. And then 18 and 20 and 21 were just, you know, a wash. So I want something relevant next to November, man. Like I want to go to a game in November and have a great time and be excited. And this, this, uh, this coaching staff will never get us there. Maybe be bowl eligible by the end of October. That'd be cool. Uh, you know, fighting for bowl eligibility in the last week of November uh, that is not fun and not Virginia tech football, uh, not any Virginia tech football that I want to be a part of. Um, so yeah, man, I, I, I think you have to wipe slate clean. We all know that we all anticipate that that's coming. It's not going to happen until December. Your tweets aren't going to change that. Uh, what is happening with Virginia tech football sucks. We all know that it sucks. Um, I personally find solace in knowing that year three of the Mike Young era starts tomorrow night against Maine. Uh, if you haven't listened to the car wash, go check that out. Shout out to all the guys who joined us because that was so much fun. Um, so if that doesn't really get you excited, I can't help you. Uh, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that coach Mike Young and coach Kenny Brooks, both of their teams, men and women's basketball will be a bright spot. Uh, as we wrap out 2021 and head into 2022, I hope we see both teams playing next spring in both NCAA tournaments. Can't wait to see what they do. I got to just say, I don't, I mean, I've stood by this all year. I, I don't know if, if, if that decision won't come till December anymore. It's just, I like, it is, it is so bad on so many fronts. Uh, I, I, uh, who the hell are you? And what have you done with Billy Ray Mitchell? I'm, I don't who the know. Hell are you? I, I don't, who the hell is this program? I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's just it's it's been. I just feel like that Jim Halpert meme where it's like I just I just wanted just to wanted end. to stop. That's where, <laughs> just that's where, stop. where it's that's where it is for me. Um, <laughs> it's like it's so funny and it's not funny, but it's funny that. After every loss, we're just like, yeah, like, you know, it's going to happen at the end of the season. And it just somehow finds a way to get even worse. Yeah. It feels like purgatory. It feels like I'm stuck in purgatory. It's like or, the gulag. Yeah. Like I'm in the gulag, dog. It's just, it's not good. Unanswerable questions, Pat. Go ahead. My honor, my unanswerable question is, will the bleeding stop? Within the next three weeks, will it stop before the UVA game? Will it stop right after UVA? Will it stop on December 16th or whatever that date is where the buyout is dropped? How relevant is this $2.5 million of the buyout? I have no idea. That's an unanswerable question because I'm not making those decisions. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I just want to – unanswerable questions, stuff that isn't football – we can be mad about this coaching staff for a lot of things. Uh, we can be mad at, uh, you know, the performance. We can be mad at recruiting. We can be mad at everything else. I just want to provide some context. I think Virginia Tech PR has been horrible for the last couple of years. I've said that it's been an issue. A lot of people are calling Coach Fuente and the staff liars um, for the Trey Turner injury due to a quote 
that uh, came out of the press availability following the uh, football contest versus Boston College. So all I wanted to do was before I call somebody a liar or, you know, go to Twitter and, and, you know, attack somebody's character or anything else, I wanted to get the context of the quote. So I reached out to my good friend, Michael Neziolak. I was like, hey, Steezy Neezy, look, uh, I'm looking for some context on this uh, Trey Turner injury quote. Would you mind providing that since there's no video, which is one of the reasons why we're here now, because there's no post-game video to see what the actual quote is. Um the question was, did you know all week that Trey Turner would not play? The answer was, quote, no. We did not know all week he wasn't actually going to play. It was from Georgia Tech. He actually practiced early in the week. He did not get hurt in practice. It's kind of a freaky injury that he's got, but hopefully he'll be back next week. That was his answer. At no time did he say that he didn't know Trey Turner was hurt at all. And no ter- time did he say that you know, Trey was being selfish or anything else. So look, if you want to be mad at the coaches, I understand. I'm mad at a lot of the stuff that's happened this season. Um, But I I just think we've gotten to the point of attrition and the point of toxicity where everybody's mad about anything and there's nothing that can make that fixed. So. And why does it matter? Because it all sucks. It It all sucks. Yeah. (laughs) So I just, I just wanted to, it's a thing that's not football. So I just wanted to, I wanted to fill that in, but um, last, uh, last unanswerable question. Do we win another game in 2021? Don't know. You don't think we win one more? Why? What would would lead you to believe that we can win another football game? Nothing. I'm just, I just re-asked the question. (laughs) I got, I got nothing. I mean, it's like, dude, I got no confidence. Why would I? Well, letters from the lunch pail. Yeah. (laughs) Letters from the lunch pail. First one from Gilbert Gallego. Um, when the head coach gets fired, it takes the TCU job. How will you celebrate? Um, I mean, I'm not going to celebrate a grown man uh, and other grown men and women losing their job. Uh, I'll be excited for a new beginning of Virginia Tech football, um, but I'm not going to be throwing a uh, you know a garden party. I, I don't know. I mean, I think this question was meant to be backhanded, but that's that's my answer. Go ahead, Grayson. I will celebrate the idea of moving on from where we currently stand a thousand and fifty percent. That's no disrespect to any individual. But, yes, I will celebrate uh, trying to save a dying brand uh, that and one that means a lot to me. So all I'll say is this. uh, When the time comes for a decision to be made, I hope it's the right one. I really do, because I can't do this anymore. And I know you guys feel the same way. So I think for me. The celebration will be the fact that it's the bleeding is stopping. I think for me, it's not about people getting what you hope. Exactly. You hope. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. I mean, if we don't move on, then, uh, then I got to reconsider. No, 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 no. I'm not saying not moving on. I'm saying the bleeding will stop. That's That's justifying. We get a good guy. People stay in the program. I mean, yeah. that, that's what's so scary about this whole thing is, I, I, I mean, I'm excited for the next chapter of Virginia Tech football, whatever that is. But I'm I, to say that it means the bleeding has stopped. I, <laughs> we got to make some really important decisions and yeah. we got we to pull the right triggers. And I sure hope we do. <laughs> that's, that's what I meant by that. Um, question number two uh, was 
also from Gilbert. Same question. Lots of people wondering. We're at the point of the season where Taj Bullock won't lose his redshirt status if he plays. BB and KK are ineffective. Why isn't Taj Bullock playing? What exactly is, is there to lose now? Uh, I've often wondered if the coaching staff saved him for the last couple of games uh, for the redshirt purpose, but I, I know that that's just not the case. Uh, and I've also gotten to the point where I don't really care what this coaching staff thinks. They've been wrong about a lot of things. Just ask Hendon Hooker about that. Yeah, I see you, kid. You're crushing it. And I'm sorry uh, about, you know, not being developed in Blacksburg because I would have loved to see that. Um, so, yeah, if Burmeister can barely walk and Knox Kadem can't get it done, put Taj Bullock in. You know what? I don't care. I just want I just want to put us in, in the chance to give us the best position to win. And guess what? Taj Bullock may come out there and sling the gun and destroy it. So whatever, whatever this coaching staff is saying, I get a second opinion, doc, get a second opinion. My only thing is I actually literally don't care who plays quarterback. Can we just run plays that are like, you know, going to put us in a position to maybe win the game. Uh, what I don't want to do is put Knox Kadem out there and say, Hey, look, you're going to be a glorified scout team quarterback and hand the ball up every single time. And we're not going to trust you through the ball. So whether it's Taj or whether it's Knox run an offense where we can try to win the game. Um, the thing about Taj, the zag about Taj is if the coaches don't think he's ready, then it might mess with his confidence for the future. Yeah, there are sure. zero, zero expectations for you, Taj, you know, zero. You could go out there and go five for five for 15 and throw for like 45 yards. And I think people will just be happy that you're out there. Um, it's, it's not like it's going to be a high pressure situation. I say, go for it. I'd love to, to see him. I think everyone wants to see him and I, I'm sure he wants to get out there too um, because we are not getting it done uh, with the other guys who have been going out there. Thoughts on the run defense and pass pressure seems like they should add to the line. We talked about this earlier. Yeah, it's got, got to improve. Got to improve. Uh, you know, I would say you got to teach the kids to wrap up. That's number one. If, you, if you're not wrapping up, nothing good's going to happen. Once they can effectively wrap up, make sure they know to push the opponent backwards and not forwards. Because I've noticed with our defense, even off the line, in the secondary, opposing guys are falling forward like all the time. So we got to, we got whatever we're doing in practice. Like we got to teach these guys to push them back, not forward. Yeah. Any, anything to add there guys? I know we already talked about no, that. Both suck. Yeah. Both suck. We got, Alex, we got, we got Lays coming up in a few minutes. So let's run through these really, really fast. Yeah, um, Al Jones check tech has started three of the last four seasons, four and five. Why are we still doing this? Your guess is as good as ours, Al Jones. Uh, apparently, we've become complacent with uh, with mediocrity, um, and I'm not okay with that, but we're all completely spent. So, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I imagine money's a factor, but other than that, I couldn't tell you. Mr. Mr. Whistlepig, how do you guys suggest we turn around the obvious downward trajectory of our program? Uh, there's an old saying that goes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Virginia Tech football, on the other hand, is completely broken and in dire need of fixing. Um, so to, to fix that, you start at the top and you got to start from scratch. We need a new coaching staff. And that's got to happen ASAP. You got to get a guy who is going to re recruit this area, mid-Atlantic, 
recruit Virginia. Um, you know, a defensive-minded guy is, is what Virginia Tech likes. You're going to need to get someone who can recruit um, and someone who's going to be the face of the program that the fans are going to want to embrace and, and love from day one. Uh, it's, and it's going to be a challenge, but you know, those are some of the initial things that I would say are how to turn things around. You got to get some fire and some excitement into the program ASAP, you know, when this big turnaround happens um, or, you know, those next steps forward. Smiling shout-outs brought to you by our friends at the Chesapeake Center for Complete Dentistry. This has not been a smiley episode, guys. Um, I'll kick it off. Want to shout-out my friends who came over on Friday night and want to shout-out my friends who I hung out with in Columbia on Saturday, Josh Little and Lex and Emmy. Shout-out to Clark Ruland, hanging out at the game with Clark. Uh, It was cool finding out that he was going and – getting to hang out with him for most of the second half. Uh, he's just a great dude, a great Hokie. If, if there's anything that I would say about Clark, is that he's just a great Hokie. Never gets too high, never gets too low, is always fired up to talk Hokies, so that was awesome. Uh, so, Clark, shout out to you, great senior. And then John Yetzi and Courtney Adams, fun hanging out with you guys on Saturday as well. Yeah, uh, I want to shout out Brady Kaplan, John Boris, Calvin Burnham, and Anthony Smith for my Pledge Brothers. Uh, they were all in town, had an absolute blast, went to the comedy store. They got to go to the Rams game yesterday well, while I had to work, which was unfortunate. The Rams got absolutely demolished by the Tennessee Titans. Uh, but it was great to see those guys. Hadn't seen a few of those guys in a really long time. Um, so had an absolute blast this weekend. Grayson, nobody cares about the NFL. That is the second most interesting football league that exists. That's a fact. I disagree. Uh, there are no Hokies or no guys on my fantasy team. I don't give a hoot about it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, shout out to you guys. Excited to see you guys here in San Diego. Um, and that's a wrap. And now we're moving on to something to smile about, which is the Lazisms episode that everybody loves. That's coming up right after the break. After Pat reminded me that we're not recording with a guest for like the fifth time, we caught it early. It is 129 on the West Coast, and we are here to turn your day around. Yes, we just talked about the Boston College game. Yes, we're all having a little bit of a tough week. And yes, that ends right now with Lazisms for the Virginia Tech men's basketball season that tips off tomorrow. Lays, how you doing, my friend? Fellas, I'm good. I appreciate not being asked to be included in the Boston College segment. (laughs) We just wrapped that up. This is going to turn my day around. I'm excited about it. After this, probably grab some tacos, turn the day around. It's what I need. So we're excited about this basketball season. We tip off versus Maine tomorrow. Uh, The Maine Grizzly Bears, the Black Bears or something. Uh, But we have a great team. we got some newcomers. we got some older guys. we got some new lazisms for the older guys. I'm going to kick it off here and we'll just go rapid fire immediate feedback. And then we'll move, we'll move right along. First and foremost, you got to be kind of hip with what's going on in social media. First one I got Padula to Murphy and the TikTok tandem is going viral tonight. Mikey. Oh, um, but not because it's bad, but because your generation is not old enough to realize, and neither are the players on this team. Like Padula comes with a built in, uh, 
Blazism, and that is what's wrong with your Padula Oblongata? And that can be good plays or bad plays. Okay, okay. Are you assuming this generation has not watched Adam Sandler movies? Because I am familiar. I am familiar with the uh, the it's an alligator as part of his brain. Correct. Padula, yeah. What's wrong with your Padula oblongata? So when the second we signed him, like that was done. Like I remember telling people in the building, I'm like, "What's wrong with your Padula?" And then none of them know. (laughs) It's it's just maddening. And I don't even like that movie, but it's just such an easy. It's, it's low-hanging fruit, man, and I'm tired, so that's what we're going to do. Go ahead, Greg. Water boy reference. <laughs> um, all right. Lynn Kidd, sure looking like Lynn Man on that block. <laughs> Scale. <laughs> I think what makes that beautiful is, like, the obvious one would be the kid with a man-sized block, but saying Lynn on both sides <laughs> – that <laughs> uh, really makes that special. And that's the difference between, you know, that's what really makes you rise to the elite ranks. So, yeah, that, that one works. Kid with I a felt, man-sized block. I love that. I can't believe I felt good about this one. You've already dealt out three no's, so I'm expecting a no here because this one's whack after reading it. Uh, it's David, you guessed it. Guess on. But you're going to ask. That one wasn't. That wasn't my best work, I'll admit. But that's not how you pronounce his name, so I don't mind that. Okay, right. it's, isn't well, it? When it comes to Gazan, you gotta like get the Dutch portion in there. Oh, don't worry. Oh, we have some. We have some sons of geography coming up with one of these calls for our friend uh, Gazan coming up. A little the Dutch later. goose. That's what we call him. Stay, uh, stay tuned, Pat. All right, I'm proud of this one. <laughs> have you ever had one that you weren't proud of? <laughs> what really ticks uh, me off is we never got to go into the cone zone because he got hurt. Dude, she's gone. Well, this is the happy portion of the podcast. This is the happy portion of this hour and a half podcast. We can't. No, I'm putting that on me. I'm not. I, I okay. had opportunities to use it, and I was saving it for bigger moments that just never arrived. Okay, that's right. That's right. Well, this one, I tip my cap to John Rothstein. You guys know I love John Rothstein, but this, John Rothstein has the ism with Mike Young from Lil Wayne. Mike Young popping like Oval Red Umbaka. Well, I'm going to raise John Rothstein another young Wheezy lyric. Splash! Storm Murphy is making it rain on them who's tonight. <laughs> I think that would really raise my popularity with the younger sect, which is what we're constantly trying to do as we evolve um, and stay hip. You just have to be really uh, careful when you're doing that call that it's who's and you don't get distracted during the execution because that would end one's career. (laughs) This one is my favorite one. Uh, As of right now, that's subject to change. Uh, But right now, this is my favorite. Justin Mutz with a Y. What does the Y stand for? You just earned a spot on my poster. That sounds like, what does the U stand for? I don't know if you have the energy to do it one more time, but like, I kind of got lost, quite frankly. Uh, <laughs> do it again. Like, explain it to me. I like the, I like the enthusiasm. With, we have to play with the Y in his name. So, oh, Justin's, it's Justin with the Y. Why would you try him in the paint like that? Like, you can just work the Y in. You can think of all these different words that start with Y, or the adjective Y. Y is not an adjective, but it's one of those W words that... Uh, who, what, yeah, what, I like what, I like that. Oh, See, okay. you, you have to explain the why at first because most right, people right. 
particularly in radio, I don't generally spell out the whole name, but uh, since we have them the whole course of the season, I do think we're going to have ample opportunities and we can't do Christmas carols again this year. I've been told um, apparently that didn't uh, keep the integrity of the broadcast in some's opinion. Um, I didn't know you worked for the Grinch, John. I didn't know. I didn't know. (laughs) No, I think, I think there's a lot of good plays with that. I'm thinking NIL. You know, if somebody wants to sign Justin Mutz to like a uh, an algebra textbook, Y equals the, they, there's a whole nother one on the NX y. plus B. I yeah, so sure. there, well, the limitations are endless. There's a repetitive call that you could get there too. You know, Justin with a Y. Why not? Like every time, you know, <laughs> recklessly driving in. Why not? Um. <laughs> here's here's the Sons of Geography one. I'm actually, I'm now most excited about this one. From the Netherlands to Never Neverland, David Gesson sends that floater 16 rows back. Netter, that Netter. might be that might be your best one that you've had. Oh, the years that we've been doing. Oh, there, there you go. Yes, Netter that, to never. Yep, that's good. Uh huh. Now we just need that to happen. <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go, Liz. I, I don't have any singing ones for you like I did last time. No, Dean that's Martin. Disappointing this time. Because, that's disappointing because I was legitimately impressed with your singing voice. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I take that as a huge compliment. You really like as the season winds down. What are you doing Saturday? We need to make that one happen. What are you doing Saturday? Oh, the uh, the Dean Martin one. I, hey, look, I'll be with Billy Ray and Pat in San Diego. There you go. That's oh, true. Just singing on the boardwalk. <laughs> See on the boardwalk. That's right. All right, here we go. Naheem with the big Aline oop from Storm Murphy in transition. I like that. Right on. I like that. Aline oop. Yeah. Another play that we just need to make happen. That might happen this year. Playmaking point guard. Put that on a t-shirt. Here we go. Landon kid. More like Billy the kid after that shot, Mikey. Too soon. That would be a negative highlight. Too soon. (laughs) Billy the Kid after that shot. Oh, it's a double I know we were talking about this Billy the Kid. Nah, nah, nah. Like the yeah, well, if you're going to do that, then you got to go Young Guns. Young you got to tie that in. you got to take that to the next level, which is a phenomenal movie. Young Guns 2 actually better than the original Young Guns. I'll have to uh, check that out. I've seen yeah. either. I've seen either? Yeah. Exactly. Here we go. Number three. Emilio Estevez starring as Billy the Kid. Never mind. <laughs> Mad Dog Maddox with an emphatic dunk all the way from the free throw line. See, we do need a nickname for Maddox because I do think he's going to play much more substantial minutes uh, this week and has looked really good leading up the season. Uh, Mad Dog Maddox. That's not bad. I think uh, of like Mad Dog Mattis, right? The old yeah, Secretary yeah. of Defense. Or D- yeah. Yeah. That one's, a, that one's in the maybe pile, Grayson. In the maybe. All right, cool. Does anybody <laughs> remember the Mad Dog beverage for adults? Yes. yes. You're down bad. You only got, you only this got is Virginia points. Tech, Billy Ray, not Radford. <laughs> Go Highlanders. I'm allowed to say that because my brother went there. But, you know. So, uh, that was like one level above Boone's Farm. <laughs> or below Boone's NIL, Farm. Uh, another NIL opportunity. Mad Dog. Hit up, uh, hit up our nope, guy. Nope, do that. When he turns 21, no? Nope. Sons of compliance. Sons of compliance. Know. Thank you for keeping us honest. Um, this guy, I mean, the football team could use his services, but Jalen Heavyweight Haynes shatters the backboard, and we need a cleanup on aisle 12. 
That's fantastic. However, like we're working, David Jackson and his staff are working to, so he's not as much of a heavyweight. We're trying to get him down to the more svelte category. Uh, but I do like that because he is going to be the banger on the inside. So yeah, we can do that. And there's another movie that you guys haven't seen called Heavyweights, uh, which we can make some reference from as well as about a fat camp. This is great. This is going a lot better because I knew we were doubling down on some names. I wasn't feeling great about the lineup. But now that we're talking through it, I'm actually feeling really good about it. So I'm excited to to hear these. Uh, to hear these. See, we need more for Hunter Couture because he's going to take a lot of shots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's going to take draw a lot of charges as well. Yeah, he is charge a meter. I'm going to try to charge the meter. I'm going to try to think of one while while you guys wrap up. But go ahead. Sure. Keve completely illuminated UVA's chances of winning the ACC <laughs> title with that block. <laughs> Well, first things first, <laughs> Grayson's impersonation has gotten much more accurate over the course of the year. I appreciate the fact that you've clearly put some time in. Uh, how the hell did I not think of that one before? That's good. Uh, illuminated. I like that. That's much more creative than he said, you can't guard me, Hauser, which I think is what I said last year uh, when we beat UVA. Uh, yes, we're going to use that. This one. Illuminated. This one is going to need some workshopping. Oh God. Harry, Harry, that's what we have is free time. <laughs> Harry, Lloyd, nope, it's Justin Mutz from Mutt Cuts. <laughs> Shagging wagon. <laughs> Shagging wagon. Foot long, foot long. Who's got the foot long? Streets of the way across the country. In the wrong direction. <laughs> Seven's the number. <laughs> um, that was well done, Pat. I, I, I knew you would. I, any opportunity for you to work in a uh, a Dumb and Dumber reference, you'd look for it. But that wasn't forced. That was well done. Well done. Mutt cuts. You know, Mutt. Maybe he like. Maybe Justin Mutz is the one cutting down the nets at one point. That actually was what I was just thinking about. All right. Mutt cut on the nets if we win like the ACC tournament. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, this one's very lame. And the putback dunk from guess who? David Gasson. But is okay. So let's I just like jump that. in here. Is it good? Can you just pronounce it for me so we're not just missing it right that time? Gasson. Gasson. There's no N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The N okay. does not exist. Okay. Guess who? Gasson. Boom. This one's a long – see, this is how my brain works. I'm going to get made fun of. So I wanted to make fun of the NIT people coming to practice, which is obviously insensitive. But our goals are to go to March Madness. So since the N is silent, you could be like, David Gasson, NIT, take out the N. David Gasson is it. We went a long way for that. I, yeah, I was kind of all over. <laughs> that was, that was I, midway through it, I was like, this is pretty yeah. So, No, that's the not effort, good. The effort was there. The um, was there. All right. I have, you know, rarely are we, are we calling out assistant coaches while on the broadcast. But Mike Jones. Mike Jones. But I, this is actually targeted for Webby. You know, a little uh, look that up in your Merriam-Webster's dictionary. That was a an emphatic dunk, or you know, a diction a big time dictionary 
word, you know, an SAT word, as Billy would say, where you dig in and it's to describe the play. Let's check it out with Christian Webby. Dictionary dunk and Webster is excited because he does go nuts on the sideline. You see the one last year where he went to sit down and his chair collapsed? It was the best thing I've ever seen. I can't remember what game it was. He's a good friend of mine, but he'll be mad about me pointing that out. Instead of switches, can we just call it webs? Nothing but web? No. All right. All right. Uh, how about how about how about Gusan and he's a goose and gooses have webbed feet? What are we doing Gusan. now? Are we not doing? I don't know. Like, are we, just, are we, are we yeah, playing like, ad libs with our basketball team? <laughs> yeah. Like these are all great word plays. I just don't know how they sequentially fit into the. Yeah, we're doing play a lot. Play. We're doing a lot of uh, stretch caroling here. We're stretching uh, a lot on these. Yeah, I mean, I tried to think of something for Hunter Couture. The best I could do is like counting crows, counting Coutures. Um, the hunter becomes the hunted. But or you could be that. That would be the opposite of what we want to be saying about our team. Is if Hunter becomes hunted, um, hunting so. for gooses. Goodwill Hunter Couture. <laughs> but I've already have that. I already have that. It's idea. not the. It's, it's, it's not, not the other fault. team. It's not the other team's fault that they can't guard Hunter Couture. Yeah. Exactly. If uh, if Hunter Couture goes ten for thirteen and we somehow lose, then it's hey, goodwill, goodwill Couture. It's not your, it's not your fault. Goodwill Hunter. Yeah. So, but hopefully we're not having those type of conversations come basketball season. Um, Lays, how do we do? This wasn't our strongest segment, I don't feel like, but I'm putting most of that on me. Uh, it's <laughs> the first day of crossover season, and I'm gonna go do Tech Talk Live in a little bit and and look back on Boston College. Um, so. But we'll get it cranking. I'm excited about tomorrow night. Women's program as well. Uh, going to be a big night tomorrow. But I think we're going to get to the point where we might um, we might not need a ton of these because we're just going to be good, you know. And plus, we do this, and then like our producer sent me like the play-by-play open, which you'd think I have something to do with, and I don't. Um, and he put in a highlight that I don't even remember using because <clears throat> when you get fouled, fouled in hand one, I'm probably not appropriate for college basketball, but I say it anyway and around coming on the house. And then at some point I just blurted out, and I recommend eggnog. So it must have been close to Christmas. Seasonally correct, but not yet. <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa, not whoa, yet. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 No, I'm saying like it's in there from last about, year. We're not allowed to talk about Christmas because you referenced eggnog? No, I'm saying like we do all of this and we plan, but then that's the dumb stuff that comes uh, out. <laughs> of no, uh, It's kind of like the hindsight uh Blazism. Yeah, that is true. Well, this is uh, this is obviously my favorite segment every year. Uh, we appreciate you jumping on and doing this with us. I j- I'll just end it with this couple quick questions. First of all, are you going to be getting pizza with me and Pat in Brooklyn? Yes. Okay. There's yes. number one. Uh, the other two. What are you most excited about this season? And what are your expectations this season, John Laser? And can I have that zip up? Because that is a fire zip up. I don't know where you got that. <laughs> this one's from like three years ago. I've got this in maroon too. You can have that one. Okay. Um, it won't fit. I'll take it. <laughs> then why'd you ask? I think the, yeah, <laughs> the most exciting thing is just to get back to the rhythm of it all. You know, last year, tier one, tier two, tier three, and, and all that stuff. I know people are sick of hearing about it. It just sucks. Like it took the fun out of the season, even though we were pretty good, you know, traveling with the guys and, 
uh, the camaraderie that comes with that. And obviously Mike Young lays a pretty down to earth, easygoing tenor about the whole thing. And you can actually enjoy the experiences and the time. So I'm looking forward to getting back to that, starting of course with Castle Coliseum being full of fans tomorrow night. Uh, we really missed that. I, I talked about this a lot, you know, football, there was a void, but it's such a big void that you you almost didn't notice it at times because it was so top to bottom. Basketball is even worse because you're closer and you can, you can hear the differences. You know, I can hear last year, Mike Young, like what he's saying during the timeout and stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to that expectations for this team. I really need to see, I'm curious to see this week, uh, Maine and Navy. I think offensively, this team is going to really be high flying. I think they're very diverse. Uh, they're going to score points. I don't think that's going to be the issue uh, defensively. Um, you know, how do you systemically or systematically make up for the loss of be Sabidi because he was by far your best on-ball defender and Tyrese Radford was probably 1A when it came to that category. So you're going to need more from your interior defense. Um, and that probably won't become a factor until later in the season. And that's what I'm hoping that it's a defensive evolution. And if you have that to match with the depth that you have offensively, then you're going to be able to compete with everybody. And you get Duke and Carolina when you want them. It's not to say you're going to beat them on the road, but you get young teams when you want them, which is early in the season, particularly uh, with Carolina and Hubie putting in the new system, or Hubert, I should say, putting in the new system. So, uh, you know, all the opportunities there, <laughs> you just have to go out and, and execute. Nobody sets the table like John Laser and Hokie Nation is starving for basketball, and we get to eat up. On Tuesday, I oh, wow, whoa, <laughs> whoa, we'll Fine. end that. We'll end that one right there. I'm impressed with that. Uh, feel free to steal that if you'd like, John. Uh, but excited, can't <laughs> wait to dive into some pizza in Brooklyn uh, towards the end of this month, and we are looking forward to it. You are a gentleman and a scholar, John Laser. See you, boys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand But I saw you dance like you want to in my head And all that she said is Oh, I know it's what you're thinking
to you.